Hello, good evening, and welcome to tonight's edition of Resistance TV. Israel defines itself as a Jewish and democratic state, but what's the reality? Is it a Jewish state or, as some argue, a white supremacist state? Joining us to consider this question are two esteemed Jewish commentators, Ronnie Barkin, who's an Israeli dissident and activist, who co-founded the Boycott From Within campaign, which is designed to complement the boycott, divestment and sanctions movement. And Tony Greenstein, who's a writer, prolific blogger, human rights activist, and the first Jewish member of the Labour Party to be expelled after being absurdly accused of anti-Semitism back in 2016. So I'm going to start with Tony. Uh, Tony, could you maybe set the scene and, uh, and give us uh, your thoughts on that question, please? Yes, okay, thanks, Chris. Uh, this began, this whole debate, really, when Yoav Litvin wrote uh, for Al Jazeera an article in January 2019. And if I go to it, uh, uh, he, he wrote an article called The Zionist Fallacy of Jewish Supremacy. And then I wrote uh, in response the following month, why Israel is a Jewish, not a white supremacist state. So really, that was the beginning uh, of that, uh, this debate. Now, I think the question really is, what is meant by a Jewish state? I know what the Zionists mean, but what do we mean by a Jewish state? And I, I think it's really quite simple. Yav Litvin uh, went wrong, and he went very seriously wrong when he said that framing Zionism as a Jewish and not white supremacy is a dangerous proposition. And he went on to argue, to maintain this abusive white supremacist dynamic, Zionist propagandists have promoted the anti-Semitic fallacy that Israel is a Jewish state which represents Judaism and thus all Jews. Actually, Israel does not argue or maintain that it represents Judaism. It's never been uh, that arrogant because, for a start, what is Judaism? What it argues is that Judaism is root, that Zionism is rooted in Judaism, and indeed the two are interlinked. And in the words of, I think, uh, Rabbi, Chief Rabbi Ephraim Mervis of Britain, that uh, you can no more separate Zionism and Judaism than you can separate London from uh, the city of London, as it were. The two go hand in hand. Now, of course, that's not true, because the original opposition to Zionism amongst Jews came from two directions, the secular socialist and communists, the revolutionary uh, Jews, and on the other hand, the Orthodox Jews, represented by Agudat Yisrael. And in fact, the first uh, political assassination uh, by the Zionists of a Jewish anti-Zionist was Jacob Tahan in 1924, who was the political secretary of Agudat Yisrael. But Agudat Yisrael, which in the 1920s and uh, before, uh, was which was an anti-Zionist uh, group, is now represented in the Israeli Knesset, and it was a steadfast partner of Benjamin Netanyahu. And what do we mean by a Jewish state? Well, let's just go back to the origins of Zionism itself. 
and I, I can think of no better a person than Max Norder. I don't know whether anyone has heard of Max Norder, but he was a deputy to Theodore Herzl. He was a believer in eugenics. He believed, he, he wrote a, a book, Degeneration, uh, which argued that criminal traits uh, are inherited. Uh, and actually what he wrote on things like degenerate arts and morals and so on could have been taken from Mein Kampf. He, he was a kind of precursor of the Nazis in many ways. And what, what he said, and he said this uh, to uh, the first Zionist Congress in 1897, uh, and he explained that Zionism, quote, and it, this was also in an interview with La Libre Parole, which was the uh, paper of Edward Dremont, uh, the leader of the anti-Dreyfusards. He was a, a you know, the, the, the key anti-Semite in France. He said, Zionism is not a question of religion, but exclusively of race. There is no one with whom I'm in greater agreement on this position than Monsieur Drumont. And that's correct. It's not just uh, Max Norder, Moses Hess. Uh, in Roman Jerusalem, the first Zionist pamphlet uh, in around, what was it, 1861, said race is primary, religion is secondary. And this is right. The early Zionists, many of them, uh, in fact, most of them, were not believers. They, they, they were not religious Jews. Many of them were atheists. Although they staked the claim to the lands of Israel on the very God that they denied. But that's one of the contradictions, if you like, of Zionism, that Zionism uses the Bible to legitimize its settler colonial enterprise. Uh, and we really should be quite clear about that. Well, what do we mean, what is meant by a Jewish state? Is it a state of Judaism? Zionism has never claimed that. What Zionism claims is that Israel is there as a state to perpetuate what it calls the Jewish people or the Jewish nation. Now, Zionism defines the Jewish nation in terms of every Jew, wherever they live in the world, whether they speak British, whether they speak French, whether they speak Spanish, whether they live in Argentina or live in India. And such a concept of a nation is not really just another word for a race. There's no other connection that you can have. It's a racial concept throughout. And that is what Israel has become. It's a state that perpetuates the Jewish people, quote, or in reality, the Jewish race. And I think I want to go to a quote. It's a famous quote from David Ben-Gurion. I, I think everyone knows uh, I'm sure Ronnie knows David Ben-Gurion, who was the first Prime Minister of Israel. And uh, until recently, he was the longest serving Prime Minister. He was a Labour Zionist. But in reality, Labour Zionism was in many ways to the right of uh, Likud and revisionist Zionism. There was, there was nothing progressive about it at all. Uh, and if I can be allowed to wander off the topic for one uh, moment, the record of Labour Zionism during the Holocaust and the period of the Nazis, and I'm bringing out a book on this, was worse than that of the revisionists by far. It has to be understood. The revisionists supported the boycott of Nazi Germany. The Labour Zionists were absolutely opposed to it because they were developing the state. But what is a Jewish state? 
It's a state which gives rights and privileges to those who are Jews. And consequently, it doesn't give them to those who are not Jews. And in particular, the indigenous population, which who are Palestinians. Now, I quoted David Ben-Gurion, and he made this clear when he was... If you remember, or you won't remember, but in 1938, November 1938, there was the famous Nazi pogrom of, called Kristallnacht when virtually every Jewish synagogue in Germany was burnt to the ground where over a hundred Jews uh, were killed and thousands were put in concentration camps. And as a reaction to that, Britain, under pressure from the Board of Deputies, which hadn't yet been captured by the Zionists, that was to take place in 1940-41. But, but pre that, it was in the hands of bourgeois if you like, anti-Zionists, led by Neville Lasky. And they, they lobbied and they campaigned for the admission to Britain of, of Jewish children from Germany. And as a result of the wave of revulsion at what had happened in Germany, the state-organized Nazi pogrom, Britain admitted 10,000 Jewish children. I mean, it, it, it was a drop in the ocean, of course. And of course, their parents were not a parent's it went to Auschwitz and so on. But what was the reaction of the Zionists? Did they welcome it? Well, no, of course they didn't. They, uh, they were vehemently opposed. Why? Because they weren't going to Palestine. And Ben-Gurion wrote, uh, or, or, or he spoke, to the Central Committee of Apartheid, which was the Israeli, on the 9th of December, 1938, just a month after Kristallnacht. And he said, if I knew that it would be possible to save all the children in Germany by bringing them over to England and only half of them by transporting them to Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, then I would opt for the second alternative. For we must weigh not only the life of these children, but also the history of the people of Israel. And, and that, is, that is the reality uh, of Zionism. Zionism can't oppose Jewish people to the Jewish state. But it was a Jewish state. Well, what does it mean by a Jewish state? Does it have Jewish values? How do you define those? I have no idea. Jewish values change because the Jewish people have changed. There is no single Jewish identity. Jewish identities have changed throughout the centuries. And today Zionism is probably the last Jewish identity, but we don't know. But a Jewish state means not a state of Judaism, but a state which gives preference to those defined racially, and, a, and the definition of a Jew for the law return is virtually identical to the Nuremberg Law's definition of Jews. It's a state which gives privileges to Jews over non-Jews. Now, let me give you an example as to why that is not an attack on Judaism. Let's look at another example, which is closer to home. Northern Ireland, Ulster, was a Protestant supremacist state. In the words of Lord Brookborough, James Craig, it was a Protestant state for a Protestant people. I don't think anyone doubts that it was a Protestant supremacist state. It gerrymandered, for instance, the Council of Derry. So although there, were, there was a majority of Catholics in Derry, or Londonderry as they called it, uh, the majority on the council was consistently Protestant. And if you were a Protestant, you would get a house, or you could get a job. Whereas if you were Catholic, you got the leftovers, if, if anything. That was a state of Protestant supremacy. 
So were we opposed to the Protestant state? Were we opposed to the Protestant religion? No, of course not. We were opposed to the definition and the use of, of being Protestant to define the master race and the untermension. And the same is in Israel. The Jew is the master race. Palestinians are the untermension. There's nothing uh, of an attack on Judaism as such. But I also have to say that the majority of Judaism, the Jewish religion, and I know in a sense because my father was a rabbi, so I was brought up in it. I, I'm not totally ignorant, although I haven't been into a yeshiva for 50 years or so. Uh, the Jewish religion has changed. It's changed enormously. I mean, I, I have a book here by one of the greatest ever Israeli anti-Zionists. It's up, so you won't be able to see it, but uh, it's Jewish Fundamentalism in Israel by Israel Shahak, who was a, an Israeli professor who was a lone anti-Zionist for many years uh, and a scholar of the Talmud uh, and so on. The Jewish religion itself has changed, and I don't have time. I can spend half an hour simply on how it's changed. But the Jewish religion in Israel is, if you like, the legitimizer of all the worst evils, the religious nationalists, of course, uh, the settlers. I mean, they they are inspired and inflamed by uh, the Jewish religion. I mean, I, I could give many examples. For example, it's forbidden for religious Jews to go on the Temple Mount uh, into the Al-Aqsa. The reason is because you may tread unknowingly into the Holy of Holies where the high priests went. But for the religious nationalists, that is not a problem. And so, of course, uh, the Jewish religion has become prostituted to that nationalism and it's become a form of idolatry. The religion itself, because I'm a Marxist as well, I mean, these things change, nothing stays fixed or constant. The Jewish religion in its majority has also changed. So, for example, in 2011, a book was brought out by two, two rabbis, Rabbi, I think it was Yitzhak Shapira, uh, I can't remember the name of the other, but uh, it doesn't matter, called Torah Hamelech. And this was a guide, a religious guide, to how to kill non-Jews legally, including non-Jewish children and infants. This came from the Halachic Jewish authorities in Israel. And there was a, an uproar, you know, in amongst the liberal sector, Haaretz and so on, against a book which was, in essence, a guide to murder. And, you know, hundreds, dozens of rabbis rose up in defense of these rabbis, including Dov Lior, who is the, uh, the, uh, the greatest rabbi, if you like, of the settlers, uh, and protested vigorously, and the state was forced to back down. Because in Israel, although racism is outlawed, uh, there's an exception, which is racism based on religion. So much. This was a reaction to uh, the election of uh, Mayor Kahan in 1984. I think people will know Mayor Kahan was really a Jewish Nazi. I mean, uh, he argued for imprisoning Arabs who had uh, sex, uh, Arab males, of course, who had sex uh, with Jewish women. It's it, mm. it's never the uh, the other way around, of course. Uh, it, it's not Jewish men who have sex with Arab women. And that also reflected uh, the practice in, in uh, Nazi Germany, I have to say. Hitler was opposed to uh, punishing Jewish women for having sex with German males. 
but of course, if you were a Jewish male and you had sex with an Aryan woman, that was a capital offence. So we have to understand. I mean, when when it's said, people say, "Well, it's a dangerous proposition to to think of Israel as a Jewish state because of Judaism." We have to understand. There's nothing sacrosanct about Judaism uh, in Israel. It has changed remarkably. It is a religion of the state, but it is not a religious state, Israel. It's not a theocratic state. It is not Iran. It is not a state based on that religion. It's a state which uses religion to define who is the superior and who is the inferior. And, and so, yeah. uh, so for example, uh, Betzalem, the main Israeli human rights agency, brought out a report in January last year, and I, I, I don't know whether I have it now, but uh, basically what it said was that Israel is a Jewish supremacist state from the Mediterranean to the Jordan, one, one Jewish supremacist regime, an apartheid state, and they were absolutely correct. They're not anti-Zionist bets of them, uh, but they're based on their consistent work with the Palestinians over the years, they've drawn the conclusion that if you're Jewish, you're privileged, and if you're not Jewish, you're not privileged. And I, I don't yeah. think we should be at all afraid of saying that Israel is a Jewish supremacist state. That doesn't mean that all Jews are supremacists. I think we should be quite clear about that. But the state itself is a Jewish supremacist state. You know, I mean, for instance, I, who was not born in Israel, I've only visited it once, I have the automatic right to go to Israel and claim various grants and be allowed access to land, Jewish land, Jewish national land. Of course, it is true, and Yoab is right, that within that, the black Jews are discriminated against. The black Hebrews and so on, the Falashas, the Ethiopian Jews, they are discriminated against. I don't, I don't disagree. But what is the major demand of Ethiopian Jews and other Jews? the Mizrahis and so on, it was to become equal partners in the oppression of the Palestinians. They did not want to hold the hand of the Palestinians. They did not express and do not express solidarity with the Palestinians. On the contrary, that is their greatest fear, that they will be downgraded to the status of Palestinians. Just as in South Africa, there was that racial differentiation with the coloreds. So we, we have to be quite clear that in Israel, without a doubt, Although it is white supremacist in, uh, in some ways, that is subsidiary and secondary to its Jewish supremacy. But that does not mean, therefore, that we, people are anti-Semitic because they say it. it. It's a matter of fact. That's how mm -hmm. they define Jew, being Jewish. They don't define it on a religious basis, but on a racial basis. So it's actually very easy to convert, if you're a Russian who's not Jewish, to Judaism. You know, the conversion, the Israeli conversion authority, I didn't even realize until recently there was such a body, but there is, run by rabbis, or I think it's Rabbi Yitzhak Peretz. They have a regulation and a policy of never, ever having admitting a Palestinian for conversion. And that's understandable. If being Jewish means you're privileged and a member of the master race, how, how can it be possible for the unterbenched to convert to the higher race? It would be like in Germany. Could Jews convert to being Aryans? No, of course not. On the contrary, even Jews converted 50, 60, 70 years ago were still, Jew were still Jewish in Nazi terms, even though 
they'd wrong converted. They were called Jewish Christians, an amazing term. It's, it was mm. never heard of before. And that was actually why racism, uh, I digress again, of course, but why racism and anti-Semitism, when the Zionists say, oh, well, anti-Semitism has been 2,000 years in the making, Jews have always been oppressed and so on, you know, a completely ahistorical understanding of anti-Semitism. Let, let, me bring in, um, let me bring in uh, uh, Ronnie then, Tony. We've been going now for about eight, 18 minutes, so I, I think we're going to give time for uh, audience participation. And if anybody's sure. got any comments or questions that they'd like to put to uh, Ronnie and to Tony after you've heard them both, then you know, put them in the chat and uh, uh, Sean and, uh, and Lizzie will make sure that we'll try and get as many of those heard and responses from Tony and, and Ronnie before the end of the programme at 8pm. But uh, but Ronnie, how do you respond to that question about uh, Israel? Is it a white supremacist state or a Jewish state? What's your thoughts? Well, it is clearly 100% a white supremacist state. It has precisely nothing to do with Judaism whatsoever. Zionism as a whole, Zionism in itself has precisely nothing to do with Judaism. And any and all conflation between the two, between criminal supremacist Zionism and Judaism is in itself anti-Semitic. And I can elaborate on that. Uh, now, at the same time, I agree with pretty much everything that Tony has said. He gave us a rundown through what Zionism is, that it is a, a racial ideology, a very a supremacist, a very supremacist in its nature. He uses terms Correctly, so Unter mentioned and Uber mentioned, Uber mentioned the super beings, the, the uh, you know, the masters, and Unter mentioned the subhumans. And I and I use these terms because whenever I have to describe what Zionism is all about. So he was very right to, to use that and to, to explain about Max Nordau. This this was one who believed in eugenics, and I mean, and, and he wasn't the only one. There's Arthur Wolping. Um, he talked about different categories of Jews, and he looked at it only from the racial, ethnic racial uh, aspect, okay? None of these guys who founders of Zionism were, were religious in any way. Actually, they were, um, they were, they adopted fully the anti-Semitic of the time, and they were regarding the religious Jews of Europe as uh, being backwards, primitive, carrying disease, uh, and they wanted to be anything but those people and uh, there's some reason why why eventually zionism became what it what it was but basically they they from their aversion to religious judaism they created something else and they created what they call jewish nationalism and what also tony uses and there i start disagreeing with him because tony on the one hand gave us a rundown of history and i agree with that Everything that was said about Zionism being a, a racial ideology, uh, etc., I fully agree with that. And then we started switching into Jewish religion, which has nothing to do with Zionism. We started uh, relating to, uh, in one way or another, to a uh, Jewish culture, and that's also very sketchy. What does it mean exactly, and so on. So I'd like to give a few examples of these mix-ups, or, or maybe just kind of add a little bit and then let's hear what Tony has to say in response. Um, first of all, the state of Israel, the Zionist race state, which is a white supremacist state, as I said, um, uses three categories to define uh, its population. 
the people under its control, by the way, and I also mean the ones who are uh, not in what's called Israel proper. Uh, there's nationality, there's citizenship, and there is also the category of religion. Okay? The first one, nationality, is the most important thing that Israel created, the Zionist race state. From the get-go, they created an apartheid state by design. It is obviously a colonialist project uh, and, and uh, a white colonialist uh, occupying, etc. project, but also in its very nature, it is about supremacy. And what do I mean by that? It is not only about colonialism, which also has its uh, fair share of uh, white supremacy. It is not only about uh, um, coming over, taking over the land, uh, taking over the, the resources of the land, abusing the, the indigenous population, etc. Also inherent to Zionism, to the, to the Zionist thinking, is the aspect of exclusivity, that this place is ours and only ours. And anyone who doesn't belong to our select group, the Ubermenschen group, doesn't belong here at all. And from the get-go, they acted against the others. Even though, by the way, the indigenous people, the Palestinians, many of them, even according to Ben-Gurion's own writing, he acknowledged that in his own words, there was a lot of Jewish blood running in the veins of those Arabs, the Palestinians who were living there. And I'm pretty sure that if we will run some DNA tests, we will see that, and, and, and I don't like this argument at all, so I, I don't want to push this forward too much. Maybe Tony would, would like to take that you know, into a different direction. But um, if we will do whole DNA uh, um, tests, uh, those Israeli Jews and Palestinians, it is, I'm pretty certain that the Palestinians will have much more uh, Jewish heritage, whatever that means, you know, in their past, they would, they would probably have more of that. But okay, I'll put that aside because I don't want to go there. Um, so Israel created that and they needed the, the aspect, the, the category of nationality, which is the most important. Myself, I am regarded as having Jewish nationality. And all the Uber mentioned, all the, the, the select group, the privileged group, have this, this category, Jewish nationality. Uh, the others have other types of nationality, even if they are citizens of the state. Uh, for example, the nationality could be Arab or Druze or Circassian. The Zionist state acknowledges more than 130 different, uh, more than 130 different nationalities but one, which is Israeli nationality. That they cannot afford. So they acknowledge all, basically every other nationality from around the world other than their own, because they cannot afford having the same nationality for their own citizens, for their own people. They must, they are dependent on that state of segregation by law. There's, is, uh, there's Jewish nationality and then there's all the others. And by law, there are certain laws that the very first laws, including the law of return, of course, uh, which segregate based on that definition, on that aspect, whether one is regarded as uh, having Jewish nationality or not. There are three laws that are explicitly, that explicitly use the term Jewish in that context. And there are many more laws, more than 50 of them, which are discriminatory. And they are de dependent on that former law. So they say, they don't say it explicitly, they say if one is eligible under the law of return, they are also eligible for other things. And this is how Israel created a whole legal framework 
that differentiates uh, between the privileged and the underprivileged group under their control, who are all Israeli citizens. So this, so the first category is nationality. The second category is citizenship. And then obviously, all the citizens of the state have Israeli citizen citizenship. Then there's also other categories because Israel occupied the West Bank and Gaza, Israel annexed East Jerusalem, so they had to create another category in the law book. So that's kind of, um, they regard the people of East Jerusalem who are being ethnically cleansed as we speak, um, they are regarded as permanent residents, even though uh, their situation is very precarious. Um, and basically, we can go into the legalistic stuff, but I don't think it's that important. So they create different categories, but the most important thing is that, okay, among the Israeli citizens, they are on the face of it, they can feel as if they live under a democracy. There are certain rights that are um, allowed, uh, that are protected to a certain degree to all Israeli citizens. But then on top of that, there is another layer, which is the question of nationality. What's that person's nationality? And the important rights are, or, or what are regarded as national rights in Israel are afforded only to those of my select uh, ethnic racial background. So the Jewish nation state law that was legislated some years ago uh, has put it very much in the open. It is explicitly racist. It uh, affords, it says very clearly those who are of Jewish background, what Israel regards as Jewish nationality, um, they are afforded all sorts of rights and others are not, even if though they are citizens of the state, they also say something about the language, the, uh, the, the um, whatever, uh, that, that only Hebrew is the official language, etc. But the Jewish nation state law hasn't created anything new in the law book because it was all there from the get-go. It had to be there because it was an apartheid said it was founded as such by design. The Israeli apartheid, and I will end here about the legal part, Israeli apartheid, you could look at it as a more sophisticated form of apartheid than that that existed in South Africa because in South Africa it was a quite a clear case of black and white. And in Israel, they have created two layers. One is one seems like a democracy, one affords certain rights to all the citizens after they ethnically cleansed uh, most of the people and later on they have militarily, militarily occupied others. They have managed to create some semblance of democracy, even there's an, there's an apartheid parliament and those who are subjugated same class citizens can even participate in that parliament simply because their vote doesn't mean anything. By law, it, it doesn't mean anything. And then on top of that, there's the important part. And whenever there is a question in the uh, Israeli courts uh, about when, whenever there is a conflict between what is should be afforded to all citizens and what should be afforded to the privileged group, every single time, uh, nationality trumps everything else. If one is a Jewish national, it trumps everything else. But this has nothing to do with religion. And Tony mentioned that already, that, that the, the Zionist form of quote unquote, Jewishness has nothing to do with religion. It has everything to do with racial ethnic characteristics. Uh, and, and basically what Israel does is it uses and abuses religion to justify its sinister way. And uh, to quote uh, Yashar Leibovich, one of uh, the great thinkers, uh, 
uh, of Israel. Uh, he said he was a religious Jew, um, and and he also coined terms like uh, the term uh, Judeo Nazis uh, when referring to the actually the, to the president of the Supreme Court of Israel, which who allowed the use of torture at the time. Uh, but but he said that the state-sanctioned form of religion of Judaism in Israel, so the, the entire Jewish establishment in Israel, he talked about it as being, uh, as the state being the pimp of Jewish religion, of the Jewish establishment, and the, and the religion being the whore of the state. These are his, his words, as a religious Jew. And he was, his, uh, his main cause that he was fighting for was separation of state and religion because he saw exactly what we are talking about. Even though he was still some sort of a Zionist, he, he saw that and he insisted on that. And when Ben-Gurion wanted him to join the, uh, uh, the parliament at the time, he conditioned, um, he conditioned uh, his joining of, uh, of the parliament on that, on separation of state and religion, and also on direct elections for Prime Minister. Uh, Ben-Gurion's response was uh, that about direct elections we can we can discuss, but about separation of state and religion, uh, this is not a possibility. I want uh, the state of Israel to hold religion in its hand. And Leibowitz's response was, and I want uh, the religion of Israel to be, uh, to be released from your hold. Now, you see, I said religion of Israel because even the name Israel, the state of Israel, was stolen from Judaism. Like everything else, all the symbols of that Zionist state were stolen from the religion. Israel is, is mentioned in the Bible. It is uh, okay, and and um, and this is how it works basically. So so we have to make a distinction here. Are we talking about religion? Are we talking about racial ethnic characteristics are we talking about maybe cultural aspects etc uh, and then we can move forward and and i would I, I don't accept this mixing of term because we can use the same the same term jewish for different things which means totally different things i would offer the uh, viewers another way to look at it while there was jewish religion which was hated among the early zionists Later on, and by the way, it was and it was and, and Zionism was hated by all religious Jews at the time. Uh, I'm talking about before uh, the rise of the Nazis. Uh, later on, some of those religious Jews, the ultra-Orthodox Jews, uh, they basically chose to, especially after World War II, etc. They chose to uh, basically play along with that kind of Zionist idea, and eventually, I would what I would say is that they sold their souls. To Zionism. But what I offer the viewers is basically to look at Judaism as one form of religion, which is based on, based on certain values, and I'd be happy to discuss that in a moment. While Zionism is another form, you can look at it as a competing religion, or you can look at it as a cult. Zionism, I think, is the closest, the way I look at it, it is the closest to the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. Okay, also the KKK claimed to be Christian, but no one regards the KKK as Christian supremacy. They just call it what it is, white supremacy. Okay, so the fact that they use a certain term or they claim certain something, we don't have to necessarily take it too seriously. Um, so, so Zionism is a cult or maybe a competing religion which whose goal is to convert people from Judaism into Zionism. They don't want anyone else, but they want those 
who were originally Jews to convert into uh, Zionism. And the early Zionists who were all about eugenics, uh, Arthur Wupin, he uh, actually even uh, categorized different seven categories of different racial Jews, and he measured uh, he categorized them according to their skull size and their nose shape and all these horrible, horrible ideas, okay? The most racist thinking about it. Um, you know, he promoted that type of uh, discourse and he said, well, according to him, Jews were some collective of flawed races and he wanted to if there is any possibility to fix that, that flawed collective. This is what, at least in his views, in Wolfgang's views, this is what the goal of Zionism was, part of its goal. Um, yeah. uh, maybe we can, I could ask us for, uh, for this list um, that puts Zionism versus uh, Judaism. Um, thanks. And, uh, and therefore, now I can we see it. Uh, so I'll just go through. Uh, okay. Um, so you can see. I I put I put this uh, this quickly just to to kind of to explain the differences between the two. While on the left you have what I call ethnic Jews. Whenever someone calls themselves Jewish and they're Zionist, I refer to them as ethnic Jews. Especially when the Zionist state refers to Jews, they mean ethnic Jews. They mean nothing about religion. They mean everything everything about ethnicity. So. Zionism is ethnocentric. It's all about ethnicity or racial characteristics. Judaism, on the other hand, is theocentric. It's about religion and the role uh, that men, humans play towards uh, worshiping uh, God. Zionism is all about nationalism and ultra-nationalism. And if it has a role, it is there, it is subordinate to the state. It is there in order to serve the state. In Judaism, religion is the key issue. It's the nation, the state, how it is in order to serve religion. So when they talk about a Jewish state in the religion, it is there in order to allow for a congregation of Jews to actually uh, live the most wholesome Jewish life, etc., and to promote uh, Jewish values. While Zionism is as I mentioned before, it is and only and no one who doesn't belong to us can convert. You know that, um, um, okay, and Judaism is inclusive in its nature. Not they convert if they choose to do so. It's a long process, uh, but they can. And the moment that they convert to Judaism, they become full members of the Jewish people. This is looked at in Judaism. At the same time, in Israel, Someone can, a Palestinian may convert uh, abroad, may become a full-fledged member of the Jewish people, what's called the Jewish nation. But if they arrive into the Zionist state, they will be told, no, you're not Jewish and we, we do not accept that. And in the law, it says that actually Palestinians cannot convert into uh, Judaism. And finally, what is the common, what is the commonality between this group of people? So, among Zionists, I think that there is absolutely nothing in common. They didn't have a common culture. They didn't have a common uh, language. They didn't have a common anything. You know, and, and you can see this very clearly with the disparity between uh, European Jews and Arab Jews who arrived in, in the Zionist state. Uh, how they were treated. 
treating each other so different. So there was nothing in common. And this is why the re, uh, what is called the reinvention of the Jewish, of the Hebrew language, the revival of the Hebrew language was key in creating some, something along with other myths that Zionists created. They needed a common language and this, the revival of the Hebrew language was key in order to do that, to have something that is common to those Zionists who come to the Zionist state. Um, and also the one who revived the language also made it sound not so Arabic as it used to be. Because if you listen to Arab Jews speaking Hebrew, uh, for example, uh, uh, Yemenite Jews uh, who were using Hebrew for their prayer, etc., it sounds just like Arabic. We have the same letters. It sounds exactly the same. But but the Hebrew that is spoken in Israel and nowadays around the world is very different and it sounds somewhat different than Arabic. Um, we, so nothing in common to the Zionists. At the same time, obviously, any Jewish person who follows the Ritzvot, 613 commandments or, or 613 uh, laws is regarded as, as this is the only criteria, basically. Right. Okay. Well, thanks very much indeed, uh, Ray. We've, um, we've taken up quite a bit of our uh, allotted hour and I want to give an opportunity for our audience to give their reaction interestingly the the tory mp who's just defected to the labor party describes israel as a liberal democracy both of you might want to say something about that in a moment or two but tony very very briefly do you have any comments to uh, what Romney's just said but it's very brief because we won't have time otherwise to hear audience reaction well yeah i mean i i don't disagree with most of what ronnie says but Ronnie hasn't demonstrated to us why Israel is a, is a white supremacist state. Because if you're Jewish in Israel, even if you're the most downtrodden Jew, a black Jew, you are still superior. You still have privileges that Palestinians do not have. It's absolutely clear that if you go to Israel, you live in Israel and you're Jewish, you have privileges that non-Jews, Palestinians, do not have. And, if, and Ronnie confirms what I'm saying, that, that Israel is not a Jewish state in a religious sense, because Jew, being Jewish is a national, that is a racial category. And therefore, when you attack Israel as a Jewish supremacist state, you do it in exactly the same way as you attack the statelet of Northern Ireland, which was a Protestant state. You don't attack Protestantism, but the Jewish religion defined who was the Heronvoke, the Uber mentioned. And there was a historic pact between Ben-Gurion and the religious Zionists. It's not true that there was no orthodox support for Zionism at the very beginning. There was a small group called Mizrahi, Rabbi Tzvi uh, Cook, for, uh, for example. But the they Zionist. were a minority at that time. But, the, but be, a religion doesn't stay the same. Religions become corrupted. And that that's exactly yeah. what the Jewish religion has. You go to any synagogue in the United States, most of them have the Israeli flag flying. It's absolutely clear that the vast majority of the rabbinate, whether it's in Britain or the United States or in France, has been so totally assimilated to Zionism. The religion has become... Well, actually, on that point, uh, on that point Tony, about the uh, Israeli flag and the uh, sort of uh, the... Uh, sort of association i suppose uh, with the the israeli state was something which was very prominent in the 
anti-Semitism, the bogus anti-Semitism crisis in the Labour Party. It was all about criticism of, of Israel that well, yes. all kind of boiled down to the end. But listen, we better, we better just uh, go to Lizzie and see what uh, comments we have from our audience. And Ronnie might want to pick up some of what Tony has just said as well when he responds to our audience when Lizzie tells us what people have been saying. Hi, apparently I'm not on camera. So you are. Oh, well, I can see you anyway. Maybe you're not you on can... camera to everybody else, but I can see yes. you. Oh, great. <laughs> well, uh, we've got lots of comments and lots of commentary. It's been an education because um, even though I'd never, I'd never considered the question of of uh, Israel and Palestine. All I ever heard was uh, the propaganda put out by the BBC, etc., uh, by our mainstream media, that um, Israel was brilliant and everyone else was evil. And um, so, when <clears throat> excuse me, when Labour was first accused of being anti-Semitic, that was the first I'd heard of any of this. So we're looking at what six years, five years at the most of my involvement of learning of, about what's happening and i think a lot of people on on the zoom and on the on the show tonight are are the same as me before prior to five years ago we would not even have realized anyone was jewish or not because why would you you know you don't ask someone what their religion or nationality is before you speak to them do you so um we would like to know what about the almost 50 percent of israeli jews who are non-white misery um and i heard tony just say that was, i think it was tony just say that um that that was a long time ago that that it's not quite like that now so we really and how many south africans moved to israel because the apartheid state there suited their requirements uh, now that the south african apartheid state doesn't exist anymore and so we just is it a question of black and white ryan maps do you want to come in first and then bring tony back yeah so first of all you know that whiteness is a construct so it, it is there is a whole uh you know um spectrum in a way of uh, of who is regarded as you know, superior, whiter, if you want, uh, and this happens. We see it all everywhere that there are supremacist um, uh, kind of notions, and and also when we talk about the fifty percent or more than fifty percent, the majority are Arab Jews, Mizrahi Jews, um, and and um, they would, if I would approach someone who is an Arab Jew, and I would say, well, but you know, and they they may be racist towards Palestinians, most most of them are unfortunately are um and i would say but but you're arab yourself you know your grandparents came from arab countries they spoke arabic they they listened to uncle soon they they cooked arabic food their dress it's a dress code etc um they would say no i'm not arab i'm jewish do they mean i'm jewish by religion no they mean i'm jewish by supremacy by racial Reality. according to this construct okay and this is how judaism is being used in israel in the zionist race state now the, the fact that i mean tony mixes up like whenever he 
take something that is of religion, for example, Isaiah Shachat, which I agree with his criticism, but it doesn't matter because Isaiah Shachat criticizes Jewish religion. I'm not here to defend Jewish religion. I don't care about these things. But what I do care about is this false conflation between the two. And I absolutely negate any and all conflation between the two. Um, now, I, if you give me two minutes and 45 seconds, uh, I would love to, for you to, to, to watch this great satirical clip from an Israeli, from Israeli television, which talks about these Arab Jews when they immigrated to uh, Israel. Well, I think can we, that can we, can we roll that uh, tape, uh, Gaz? Yeah. 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 על הישיבה הראשונה של משרד העלייה והקליטה. שיהיה בהצלחה לכולנו. בשעה טובה, בהצלחה לנו. שיהיה לנו בשעה טובה ובמזל טוב. אז אחרי שהבאנו לכאן את יהדות רוסיה ואת יהדות פולין, אני גאה להציג את האתגר הבא. והאתגר הבא הוא, אנחנו ניסע לאפריקה ונביא משם בספינות את כל היהודים ממרוקו, לוב ואלג'יריה. אפריקה? אפריקה. לא התכוונת אמריקה? אל תהיה דביל, שפיגל, היהודים מאמריקה בחיים לא יסכימו לבוא לפה. אפריקה? אפריקה. אני דווקא חושבת שזה רעיון מצוין. תודה רבה. אנחנו ניסע לאפריקה. אנחנו נביא משם בספינות את כל היהודים שיש שם. בדיוק. ואנחנו ניתן להם לעבוד בשדות הכותנה. רעיון מצוין. לא, מה פתאום? בשדות הטבעת. לא, לא, לא. בשדות התירס? במסילות הברזל. מה פתאום? מה פתאום? מה פתאום? אז מה אתה רוצה שהשוורצס יעשו פה? אל תקראי להם ככה. לא, 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 לא קוראים לזה ככה עכשיו, קוראים לזה זה, נו, החדש הזה, נו, היהודי, אפרו-יהודים. סליחה, סליחה, אז מה אתה רוצה שהאפרו-יהודים יעשו פה? אני מציע שלא נחליט בשבילם במה הם יעבדו. בדיוק. ניתן לבעלים שלהם להחליט. איזה בעלים? הבעלים שלהם, שקנו אותם אחרי שהבאנו אותם בספינות ומכרנו אותם. לא, 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 אנחנו לא מוכרים אותם. אז מה אתה רוצה, שאנחנו נשמור את כולם לעצמנו? זה יכעיס אנשים, זה לא לעניין. לא, לא, יאשימו אותנו בקשרי הון, שלטון קושון. אל תקרא להם ככה. שפיגל, שפיגל, סגרנו אפרו שוורצס, אני מבקשת. אפרו יהודים. אתם יודעים מה, בואו ניתן לבעלים שלהם, הם יחליטו איך קוראים להם, באמת. לא, אני רוצה להזכיר לכם, אנחנו חיים במדינה נאורה ושוויונית. צודק. אני מציע שנחלק אותם שווה בשווה בין כולנו. בסדר גמור. כל אחד יקבל שוורצס לפי צרכיו ויתרום אותם כפי יכולתו. סוציאליזם במיטבו. לא, 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 לא. היהודים מאפריקה יהיו אזרחים שווים במדינת ישראל. אנחנו לא מביאים אותם לכאן בשביל שהם יעבדו בשדות או יבנו מסילות או יקטפו טבק. אז מה אתה רוצה שהם יעשו? שמח! Ronnie, just say a little bit uh, more about that video then and, and what the significance of it is, and then I'll ask him. So this comes from a great stereo show called The Jews Are Coming. This is the name of the show. Um, and then you see that, you know, they play with this term, you know, and obviously they are not religious in any way, but uh, 
Uh, they talk about that. They also uh, give different interpretations to biblical stories, etc. And um, it shows us basically a meeting, the first meeting of the uh, Ministry of Aliyah, of Immigration and Aliyah. What does Aliyah mean? Aliyah literally means ascending, ascending to a higher level. Anyone who immigrates to Israel, any Jew who immigrates to Israel, is regarded as being ascending to somewhere higher, better. Okay? So, so we have to understand this supremacist mindset. Uh, they talk about the Arab Jews and uh, basically how uh, the only way that they can look at them is, is as slaves, as, uh, as cheap labor, etc. Um, now, other than that, um, well, yeah, I mean, oh, thanks for that. I mean, and obviously the audience will have had the benefit of, of seeing that. But Lizzie, just in the last five minutes, any further comments from our audience for Tony and, and Ronnie to, to comment on? I'm just looking through that now. Um, uh, yeah, Funkadelic Fan says, oh, that was funny, but very scary. And we are what we practice. And, you know, the, the, the um, mention of uh, Afro-Jews. <laughs> instead of afro-american or we don't call our our african people afro-uk do we no so you know that that's really strange because that distinction still seems to be accepted in america doesn't it and is is that is that a decision how many south africans came to israel do you know do you have any numbers, Ronnie? No, no, I don't. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'd like to mention when we talk about Arab Jews, they suffered immensely. I mean, they, there was the whole, uh, they were sprayed with DDT when they arrived. They, uh, there was, they were forced, uh, they, there was forced x-ray radiation to children with this, the whole thing about the ringworm. It, um, there's, um, there were uh, basically mostly Yemenite and the Balkan uh, children kidnapped, and this was all done uh, with the supervision of the heads of the state. Yeah, but that's um, true. But, but who was the base of Menachem Begin and Likud and Netanyahu and so? It is precisely the Arab Jews because and, and, they, and have this become, is where, they have become. And this the is where, and that, this is where you the point, Tony. Israel. They're the most so, chauvinist, the most racist, precisely. They were actually in Iraq. The design bombs to get them out. But, exactly. But the fact is, they are the most chauvinist, racist, and they are the Afrikaners of Israel. To therefore mm. pretend I, that somehow they are oppressed today in comparison with the Palestinians is true. They don't demolish uh, Arab Jews' homes, they demolish Palestinian homes, Palestinian stuff, and the Jewish. Let, yes. let Ronnie come back on that, no, Tony. But well, I just want to say one more because uh, I, I haven't much response. The Jewish religion in Israel acts to define who is Jewish and who is not. And if you're Jewish, you are the Ubermenschen, as Ronnie said, or the Heron vote. And if you're Palestinian or Arab, you're the Untermenschen. That is the role of the Jewish religion. It isn't a Jewish state in a religious sense, but as Ronnie said, in a national sense or a racial sense. And that's why it's quite correct to say it's a Jew. What does it mean? No. And it, it is it, a it Jewish supremacist exactly. state, obviously. Because if you're Ronnie? Jewish, 
That's yes, why Palestine of a Jewish state. Let Ronnie come back on that. It's the exact, it's the exact opposite of a Jewish state. Or Jewish even if it tried. Okay, first of all, just the fact that the state claims that it is also another democratic state uh, with thriving democracy, that's the Democratic People's Republic of, of Korea, also known as North Korea. But we right understand the way democracy is used, of course. Okay, I, the, I I haven't heard uh, I haven't read an article recently speaking about uh, North Korean democracy, and and yet every article on Haaretz, which is the leading tool of propaganda, uh, talks about Israeli democracy, fighting for democracy, etc. Uh, also, you mentioned B'Tselem. B'Tselem uh, published a, a very uh, problematic report, and I'm putting it mildly, uh, discussing apartheid. They actually missed the part which which relates to the Syrian uh, refugees who were forced exile for the past seven decades. Why are they in forced exile? For one and only one reason, because they are not of the Ubermenschen class. They do not have my racial background, they have another racial background, and therefore they are denied the right to go back home. Now, uh, but first of all, totally erased these people from, from the report. All, it was a good report. report. It was a report that was very, very useful, Ronnie. Hold on, hold on, but the main part, Israel is a part, is a apartheid state first and foremost because of these people. I mean, it is not an apartheid state because of Khalid, because of what is happening in Hebron, in the West Bank, in Gaza. In Gaza. It is first and foremost an apartheid state because of those six million people who are denied the right to come back home for the past seven decades. They are the first victims of Israeli apartheid. Of course. Yes. And the, the, the most important thing, the most important issue that we have to discuss is equality and return. Without why return, are they not allowed back? Because they're not well, Jewish. Because, because it would maintain a, a racial supremacist state uh, if they are allowed to right. come back. It's a Jewish racial For the same reason Israel law. implements Sharia law. Israel implements Sharia law whenever it comes to marriage and divorce, just as they have rabbinical courts and ecclesiastical courts, they have Sharia courts in order to make sure that only people of the same religion marry each other marriages because it's a racial state. It is all about purity. And the Jews are defined in terms of time. Oh time I'm afraid to say just getting good. We might need to uh, return to this. I'm a great deal of agreement between uh, Ronnie and and Terry. Not a consensus, and uh, exactly. it was a fascinating. And, and maybe we should return to this and, and maybe talk, you know, practically about you know what it means for us here and for campaigners in in support of Palestine here, and and the way in which anti-Semitism continues to be you know weaponized in in this Ooh, country yeah. for political ends. But thanks very much indeed for, for both our guests, uh, uh, Ronnie and, and Tony. As I say, it was it was a, a really interesting uh, discussion. Hopefully our audience has appreciated it this evening. Thank you everybody for watching. We hope that you'll join us next week, same time, same place at 7 p.m. Thanks a lot and good night. Right, thank, thank you, comrades.